Welcome to Thomasville Insights with the City of Thomasville. On the podcast, we'll talk to experts on everything from Thomasville history and events to daily operations and city business, all while having some fun in the process. We're your hosts, Austin Reams and Christy Owens. Welcome to our Thomasville Insights podcast with the City of Thomasville. I'm joined again today with um, Austin Reams, who's a co-host of our podcast with us. Austin, are you enjoying the chilly weather we have this week? Yes, I am. It's uh, great weather, a lot of outdoor activities to be had, and uh, looking forward to uh, a lot of fun. And then uh, Thanksgiving coming up, uh, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm Thanksgiving's hype man because I feel like it gets left out. <laughs> And so uh, that's that's uh, that's my favorite holiday. Yeah, favorite holiday of the year. Yeah, so be thankful out there. <laughs> that's all I'm telling you. Well, we have a great topic today. It's something that we have um, talked about before on our podcast. Actually, I think it was about a year ago this time that we first discussed this. So we kind of wanted to revisit um, information about our flock camera system that was installed here in Thomasville. So Austin, why don't you do the introductions and get us started? Well, as someone we are thankful for, and that is Major Shane Harris. He's from the Thomasville Police Department. And uh, Shane, give us just an overall view of, of the flock uh, safety system. I, I know people may recognize these cameras now. They're, they're kind of the, the, the black cameras and the black poles that are kind of placed throughout the city. But give us uh, just an overall idea of, of the flock sa- safety system in Thomasville. About uh, last July, we had all the system put in Thomasville. It, the system consists of two types uh, or two pieces of equipment. One of them is the Falcon, which is uh, the camera system. And the other one is the Raven, which is the shot detection. So they do work together and they can work opposite of one another or independent of one another. The camera system, the Falcon, consists of an LPR. And it is, uh, you'll see those cameras within the intersections of Thomasville. And there's 29 of those that are throughout the city. Tell tell me what an LPR is real quick. So LPR is a license plate recognition reader. And what it does is when a car goes through an intersection, the camera uh, is positioned positioned so that it can see the car tag. And the system uh, begins to take snapshots. It takes up to tens of photo burst at one time, and it captures the vehicles that are in the intersection. It reads all of those license plates and compares it to the national database. And anytime uh, law enforcement is looking for a person or a car, uh, it can be associated with the car tag. So it reads that car tag against that database, and if a person is wanted or the car is stolen, uh, it's associated with a missing person and so forth, or a violent person. Uh, it could be protection orders, so, uh, sex offenders. It reads those car tags, and then it will alert law enforcement. So a police officer on his normal duties will have the flock software running in the background of their computer in their car. And once that system is alerted to that car tag, then it will notify throughout that software system and advise the police officers that, hey, this car, this tag, it sends a picture of it to the, to the officer and lets them know at what intersection that car was at and which direction they're traveling. And then the officer can be on the lookout for that vehicle. So that's the LPR, the Falcon camera side. 
The other part of that is the Raven. Uh, Raven is the shot detection, and what it does, it, there's 99 shot detections that are placed throughout the city of Thomasville. So whenever a gunshot is uh, detected by that Raven, it will begin to triangulate because it has to have more than one gunshot detection uh, or, or device to be able to pinpoint where that sound came from. So typically it takes <clears throat> three or more of those gunshot detection devices. So that's why we have over 90, uh, have 99 of them. So it takes uh, those devices, it begins to triangulate where it uh, has heard that sound, analyze it, and then it sends it back through that same software to the police officer, and it tells them an address where that gunshot came from. Now, that uh, gunshot's detection is accurate up to 100 feet. So it's, it gives a pretty close area of where that shot came from. And then the officer can go back and also has the capability within the software to replay or to hear what that gunshot was. If it's one, two, three, multiple, uh, it'll, it'll let the officer know. And then the officer you know, naturally will respond to the area where that gunshot came from. So what you had mentioned that the cameras, I guess, have been up and running since July of this year, July 2023. So they've been working for a couple of months. So you guys, um, you know, have some data now that you can review and basically determine, hey, has this system been um, well received in our area? Has it been worth it for us to take the time to have the system installed here? So I know some of the information that you provided to us that since July of 2023, y'all have had 71 apprehensions due to information that you've received from this system. So some of that, you mentioned two stolen vehicle recoveries, a stolen tag, um, information that you obtained for a missing person location. So has the police department, I guess, felt like this has been worthwhile for the community? Um, is there something that you were wishing it was doing differently than it is? Or, or what's kind of, what's the feel for, what, what do y'all think about the system so far? Yeah, we're very satisfied with the, um, with the flock safety system. It's, it's more like a force multiplier. Mm -hmm. It's putting another officer out there. It's an unbiased. It's, it looks at just the evidence it, it takes in the information that it sees and it analyzes it against either the national database or sends out uh, information where it sees that uh, an occurrence has happened. So it's, it's a, the ability to have more officers on the street. Um, and the system has proven over that six months what it said it could do. So within uh, the work, at the end of December will be the six-month trial uh, basis in which we were doing uh, like, a, like a car, driving a car, kicking the tires, seeing, seeing how it operates. So at the end of, that, uh, end of December, we'll be done with that six-month trial part. But uh, so far, we have uh, captured uh, stolen cars, uh, whether it's from our community or others. Um, within, within just the, the first month that we used it, I think we had the two stolen cars. Mm -hmm. Since then, we've had a couple more that we recovered. Um, we've also have uh, used the system. If we were looking for somebody, we would put the car tag in. And for wanted people, we uh, were able to arrest a couple violent offenders from our area just by using the car tag. We've used it to help uh, find people that were missing. Mm -hmm. uh, getting it, uh, we received information on the whereabouts through one traffic stop we made. Um, 
We have, um, it also, the other part of it is that it also alerts us to uh, sexual offenders that are in our area. Not that it's information to be able to stop those people, but uh, if you have a, something go on, go on in an area, you can kind of see who's in there, who's right. doing what. Um, so there's a lot of things that that system does. Like I said, it's just a force multiplier. And it also you know, helps us with uh, sometimes with, with traffic stops. It, it lets us know that you know, hey, somebody's not dri driving around without any insurance, suspended registration, uh, expired tags, because like I said, it is a license plate reader. So it's comparing all that uh, information on that tag to that database. And if you don't pay your tag, well, you're registered as a expired tag right. and it sees that. And through some of that, those car stops based on just that, those uh, traffic uh, infractions, we were able to receive or, or identify and arrest people for uh, drugs. We've, uh, you know, the opioid uh, pandemic or epidemic that we have throughout our nation, that, that's helped us because, you know, those drugs are here as well. Mm -hmm. And we definitely don't want them on our streets and we don't want our children associated with it. Yeah. All right. You know, a couple of, um, I'm sure you guys have, I've gotten some feedback from our citizens, which is always welcome, invited, and, and, and tough questions as well. Um, you know, police work is, is tough. It's, it's necessary. It's needed. We always appreciate you guys. What about the concern for privacy? Obviously, at some point, technology is, is, is racing ahead. Um, and uh, it, at some point, it'll probably race ahead of, at some point, we're going to have to kind of say stop. You know, we're going to have to stop. Um, and say, what, what, what's the line? What's the line of privacy? What, how, how does this flock system uh, address this? Or can you tell me about those concerns and, and how, how it meets those concerns? Yeah, we, we understand the, uh, everybody's right or expectation of privacy. So all of these cameras, they are in the public view. They're not looking in somebody's house. They are positioned in a way that they capture only information that goes through an intersection. So if you're in public, then somebody has the right to film you. They have yeah. the right to take a picture. So there's no expectation of privacy. On a, on a road or on a roadway sidewalk. Or sidewalk. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, within your home, yes, you most definitely have an expectation of privacy. And that, that system is, is no way pointed in a way or has the ability to look into a house. So that expectation of privacy is there. You know, today, I don't think you can go anywhere without somebody taking a picture of you, filming you. You know, that's just the, the world that we live in. And even, you know, nowadays you, you hear about and, and, and the um, technology of facial recognition is, is starting to, to boom, to explode. And there's uh, cities and governments that now are using that facial recognition. So, you know, th that being out in the public and having a picture and video taken of you, that's just the world that we're in. But uh, we do recognize that and, and we ensure everybody, and we want everybody to know that we know about their expectation of privacy. You know, we honor that. We value that. Even as a, a regular citizen, yeah. you know, I understand that. So Probably more so than the rest of us, yes. right? I mean, you, you guys are you know, on the front lines of that. Yeah. So you just want everybody to understand that th those cameras are just filming what's in that intersection. And, 
uh, there's, like I said, within that intersection, there is no expectation of privacy. Yeah. One of the other uh, concerns, I guess, maybe that I've heard in the community is um, concerns on how this flock system was funded. Um, you know, this was through a grant, if I'm correct, if I understand correctly, we received a grant in order to purchase the system. Is that correct? Correct. And then um, after the six-month trial period, what will happen at that point? Will we um, we have to actually pay into the system at that point? Do we have another grant that will help to fund it? What will happen after the six-month trial <clears throat> period? Yeah, so at the end of the six months, we'll evaluate the system. And like now, I've given you stats. Mm -hmm. We're continually uh, evaluating that throughout that process. But come January, if we keep it, then yes, then we will have to pay through the grant for that first year of using that. So that would be through January 2024 to December of 2024, that operation period of that grant, which would pay for the flock safety system. So that would be grant funds again that would continue to, to fund? Well, there's a portion, portion of this grant that will carry over into gotcha. 2025. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other concern, I guess, was just where they're located. Uh, tell me about how Flock came up. That, that wasn't y'all's choice. Uh, uh, tell me about how Flock came up with, with where to put these things. Well, the um, so two parts to that. The, uh, the Raven, the gunshot detection, the Thomasville Police Department had, we didn't decide or we didn't say, hey, I want a gunshot detection here, here, or here. So what we did is we looked back through uh, historical data, through our crime software, and we had uh, had the system identify what we call hot spots. Those are the areas in which we are experiencing um, gunshots. Where is the highest probability within this, this map or the city of Thomasville are they occurring? So we took all of that information and we sent that to Flock. And they use their engineers. They analyze that data because they know their product and what it's capable of. So they're the ones that identified the area in which the Raven would be installed to where it could identify gunshots within those hotspot areas. Now, the other part of that, the Falcon uh, system, which is the actual camera, uh, the city of Thomasville working with Flock decided where those would be. Um, so what we, one of the things that we looked at is we want to ensure the safety of Thomasville. So we want to be able to know who's coming in and leaving the city. So most of those Falcon cameras, you'll recognize they are on major thoroughfares coming into the city. So mostly those, that's where those cameras are at. We didn't uh, decide or wanted all of those within our residential areas, but we want them on high-traveled areas so where there's a lot of cars. So the, the thing to remember is that when we have a gunshot that, uh, that goes off in the city, what we do is the, um, part of that system is we can check the area of wherever the gunshot went off and we can ask the system to check nearby cameras. So that's, a, that's given us a little bit more evidence, a little bit more information about what is the probability that uh, this car that we see within this certain area maybe did the gunshot. So it's just a way of developing more evidence where some of those cameras are at. Um, but most of them are within uh, major thoroughfares coming in or out of the city. Yeah, and, uh, you know, as we kind of wind up the interview, but can anyone go online and review the, the up-to-date stats on these cameras? Or uh, Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, so the Thomasville Police Department working with, with Flock Safety System, um, we came, uh, or Flock has a transparency, what they call a transparency portal. And uh, we recognize uh, the citizens wanting to understand the system, how it's used, how many times has it been used, and certain information about it. So through the transparency portal, uh, what it does is it's updated every month and it looks at, uh, it, it's always looking at how many times did the system actually alert the Thomasville Police Department about, a, you know, car tags or gunshots. Uh, or it, it'll tell you how many times has it just read a car tag. Because what you have to understand is every time a car goes through an intersection, that system is reading that car tag. It may not alert us just because you go through the intersection, has to be something about that car tag tying it to the national database. Something is wrong with this car tag. Somebody's wanted, somebody's missing. Um, there's a, um, something wrong with the, uh, the car, say insurance, fire tag, registration, or something. Something has to be unique about it for it to identify that car tag and then let the uh, police department know. So there's, if I remember right, the last time I looked at it, there, since we've had it, there's been over like 2 million car tags that have been read. And only, I think somewhere around 35,000 times has it identified a car tag. And like I said, that could be, if you're a, on, if you're a sex offender and you're on the sex offender registry, every time you go through there, it's going to tell the police department, hey, sex offender. Or if you have a protection order because of domestic violence, against somebody, you go through that intersection, it's gonna identify it and tell us about it. So the system does a lot in the background, uh, but that transparency portal will let a citizen know all that information, what I just talked about, not, not, not about what uh, it identified, you know, sex offender, expired yeah, tag, yeah, anything, just... but it'll tell you the number of times that it, had, that it has uh, read a car tag and alerted us. So it, it'll tell you that. So what you would do is you can go to thomasville.org Go to the homepage of the city of Thomasville. Go up to the uh, government, click on the police department, and it will send you to our crime watch page. Within, within that crime watch page, you'll see a tab that says transparency portal. You click on the transparency portal and it'll pull up that, that uh, transparency page and give you that information. Yeah, the information that, that you um, shared with Austin and I today, it's very interesting to see. And like you said, it's just general information. Um, like you mentioned, it doesn't say specifics. It just you know lists total numbers of vehicle plates that have been read, number of gunshot detections, and that sort of thing. But that is helpful information that anyone that's listening um, that's interested in, in finding out more about um, the flock safety system can certainly go, um, like you said, on thomasville.org, search for the police department's page, and, and then access all of that information. So uh, it is useful, and I think that um, the community will find it very useful if they take the time and go and, and review the information. Yeah, um, again, we always invite our, our, our citizens to review information, and uh, lots of great stuff on that thomasville.org website. Uh, we always like uh, uh, interaction with our customers and citizens. And uh, Shane, thank you for being here. Thanks for what the police department does. Uh, we appreciate you all and uh, you guys do do great work. And uh, um, I'm always just kind of uh, just maybe in awe or respect of you guys take your, your oath seriously to protect and serve. And uh, we really appreciate that. Well, I appreciate it.
Yeah, we want to remind everyone, too, as we close out the show, that Christmas in Thomasville kicks off here in Thomasville, Georgia. If you're interested in taking a trip to visit our lovely little town, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on whatever listening app you use to listen to podcasts. Um, if you do subscribe to us, then you will be able to find out every time that we release a new episode. So we encourage you to do that. And we certainly thank all of our listeners for tuning in today. You've been listening to Thomasville Insights with the City of Thomasville. The show is produced by the City of Thomasville Marketing Department. The show's music is by Pond5.com. To learn more about the City of Thomasville, visit thomasville.org or follow us on social media. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening app so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening.